This is Chapter 65 of the WCBS Author Talks Podcast. I'm Lisa Chernkovich. This week's beach read literally takes us to the beach and the white sands of St. Lucia, where an American medical student stands accused of murder. Then we'll hear from one writer who proves you're never too old to write your first book. Unless you've been living under a rock, it's kind of hard not to notice all the true crime shows and podcasts out there at the moment. I know I've binge-watched a show or two. Well, author Charlie Donnelly captures that zeitgeist in his new thriller, Don't Believe It. He gave our Pat Farnack the scoop. It's the perfect tale to bring along with you, in my view, on a beach vacation. The setting is even beachy, set in St. Lucia where the story of the murder unfolds. Why St. Lucia? Great question. St. Lucia, we, I was thinking of where to create this crime that this filmmaker goes and looks into and does a documentary on. And as I was thinking of the, the premise of the book, my wife and I were actually on vacation with our kids in St. Lucia. And I started thinking, there's a lot of crime that always gets reported in the Caribbean. And uh, it ended up working out that as we were in the we we're in St. Lucia, we came to this beautiful resort called Sugar Beach Resort. Found out some really interesting things about this resort. It was a resort that Matt Damon had rented out and brought all his Hollywood friends to when he uh, renewed his wedding vows. And it just looked like a really interesting place. And the more I thought about it, I thought this would be a great place. Contradictory, but it'd be a great place for murder. And so uh, my wife and I ended up going back there the next year to St. Lucia and Sugar Beach Resort, you know, to do some hard-earned research. (laughs) It ended up just being the perfect mix. The book goes back and forth between New York and St. Lucia, and it ended up just working out perfectly. And like you said, it's it's a great vacation rate. It's great for for the beach. As many islands, I've been to St. Lucia, and uh, there is a dark side to the island. Great beauty. Um, beautiful beaches, but it fit in perfectly as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I think if you go to the Caribbean, there's a few, a handful of exceptions, but yes. a lot of these islands, if you get into the middle of the islands, yeah, there's some um, there's some creepy parts to the island. Yeah. And um, the, the, in St. Lucia, it just worked out. We, we ended up getting a nice, we had went on a really nice tour of the island, specifically for parts of this book, because there's one prison in on the island of St. Lucia called Border Lake Correctional Facility, where our where my <clears throat> where the subject of the documentary ends up spending ten years of her life. But yeah, we got to go and see this prison and and it is amazing when you're on these tropical islands in St. Lucia, it's so beautiful on the coastal parts of the island, but when you get into the middle of the island and certainly when you get to this, you know, this, the basin of this uh, valley where the prison is, besides palm trees, you'd never know that you're on an island. It's uh, a tough-looking part of the world. Yeah. And uh, it was really a perfect contrast for to fit into the book because it's a beautiful setting, and the, the characters go there for a beautiful time and end up running into quite a situation, which is one of them ends up getting killed. So Sydney Ryan is a documentary filmmaker, and she has a reputation for getting convicted murderers out of prison by revisiting their cases. And that's how she gets pulled in by a former classmate, Grace Siebold. Correct. So Sydney is this uh, up-and-coming filmmaker, 
And uh, she's done a couple other, two or three other documentaries where the subject of the documentary end up, ended up being exonerated after Sydney turned up new evidence and um, about the case because she did an investigation. She, put it, she recorded it all. And her previous documentaries were um, sort of like you streamed. They were smaller time. You streamed them. They were online. Mm-hmm. But she got a huge reputation as this tenacious filmmaker. And the uh, film when, when she gets hired on to create this documentary, which is called The Girl of Sugar Beach, it's by a major television network. And they have all these high hopes that it will be uh, very successful because she has such a great track record. And the lure of all the documentaries in, you know, the true crime documentaries that we're all sort of obsessed with Mm -hmm. is centered around a bizarre crime and a mysterious that has a lot of mystery surrounding it. And it's, you know, one, the, the documentaries are one part retelling of the story and one part promise to find answers. Now, you know, in real life documentaries, they don't always find the answers because they're dealing with the facts of the case and, uh, there's, you know, not all of them are answered. I thought when I was writing this book, you know, as the author, I'm pulling the strings and I can create any ending I want. And so that's how Sydney gets involved with this case. She goes to St. Lucia and starts looking into the case, hoping to do a little bit of retelling of the story. But ultimately, she discovers a lot of new evidence and a lot of new details that were overlooked during the original investigation. And then that leads her down uh that, that leads her off on the adventure that is the uh, the book, the story, and don't believe it. And Grace Siebold is, is, is she a murderer or not? You're not really convinced that uh, she is innocent. So that keeps the suspense bubbling along. Yeah, and, you know, th- that's, the, that's the sort of premise of the book is that the, the crime that happens, the, the gentleman that gets killed is an American medical student. And the the way he's killed is it's disturbing and haunting and grisly. And Sydney, who's our filmmaker, she just she just can't believe that Grace is capable of such a brutal crime. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what lures uh, Sydney into wanting to create this documentary because she wants to set out to uh, find the truth about what really happened in St. Lucia. The premise allows for a lot of suspense and a lot of twists and. You know, kind of a crazy surprise ending, which I hope readers end up enjoying because it was a blast. It was a blast to write. <laughs> well, it was a blast to read, and not to give anything away, but the last few chapters are absolute shockers in a good way. Yeah, I think that this this book in particular, I've heard from so many readers that they've, um, you know, I always take it as a compliment, even though it's. It, it hurts me when they say they read it in one sitting or they read it in a day because I always, I always like to joke that that's a year of my life that you just blew through in a day. <laughs> but when readers get through a book that quickly, it usually means that, you know, they were the story was very active in their mind and they kept uh, the book kept calling it, calling them back to it. So, uh, yeah, if you get if you look at some of the reviews, here, yeah, I mean, if you get to the last third of the book, you're you're probably going to read the last third in a sitting, which I think is great because that means you're flying through the chapters. And your book certainly sets up your next installment, I would think. Yeah, you never know. You know, I. the funny thing about the book is you don't know how... Everything in publishing is so delayed that um, when I finished Don't Believe It, 
I'm starting to write another book way before the, this book is ever published. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how this book's going to be received. Um, and, and you never want to you never want to assume it's going to do so well that everyone's going to ask for a, um, a sequel. And I think this has really happened with all my other thrillers, which is I hear from from writer from readers who want the characters to come back or their stories to continue or this to be a series. And I've never done a series. I, I don't ever see myself doing a series. But will some of the characters show up again in future books? I hope so, because as much as the readers get connected to these characters, so do I as the as the author. Well, it was uh, thoroughly enjoyable to read uh, Don't Believe It. And uh, thank you for writing it and for taking the time today to uh, talk to us about it, Charlie. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for a great interview. Author Joan K. Lacey is proof you're never too old to try something new. In her case, it's writing books, and she's come up with a six-part series that mixes adventure, archaeology, history, superstition, time travel, magic, and metaphysics. Let's just say she's got a lot of interests. She spoke to me about her inspiration and filled me in on what's in store. What finally led you to pick up a pen and write? My background started when I began traveling with my dad because he always had a curiosity about the world. And I've always been fascinated by myths and a shadow away is about a chase through a Brazilian jungle in the hunt for a jewel-encrusted gold statue of a man with a jaguar linked to the legend of El Dorado with a few twists. And I get all my ideas from my life experiences. Like most authors, I draw on my experiences plus my vivid imagination. So I wanted to share what I've learned over the the course of my life. It made a good story. And this is uh, A Shadow Away is book one in a six-part series. And I have to say, it's action-packed right from the start. You jump right into it. And there's also a healthy dose of magic woven into it. And I'm going to guess that's not your experience. That's more your imagination at work. I was brought up with metaphysics. But thanks to my mom, who's always searching for the answers. She was brought up Catholic, but did have a curiosity about the world. So I developed curiosity from both sides of my family. So then A Shadow Away came about because I've always been interested in El Dorado. That was the first legend that people still talk about today. So I I knew that I could weave in magic and metaphysics and superstition and science, all the things that I've been interested in over the world over these years. So I developed three characters. Each one has a different point of view. And I tell my story with an ensemble of these three characters. So they will appear in all six books. So in the first book, Alex is the adventurer, and these stories are about him, Alex Court Adventures. And he has a curiosity about this world, just like me, and he doesn't mind danger. He's not sure about magic, but but I am. I can tell his story. (laughs) And he's joined by an eccentric British archaeologist who's interested in everything from science to superstition, and he often gets himself into trouble. So I can tell the science and the superstitions that I've learned over the years through his eyes. So these two are hunting for a statue they believe will lead them to the lost city of El Dorado. 
and when they're pursued by Andrew's corrupt colleague and also a black market art thief who want to keep the statue for themselves, a young woman named Angel, who calls herself a witch, shows Alex and Andrew how to win with magic. It's escapism in the truest form of, of the word, isn't it? Well, like a classic adventure, which is someone mentioned that that's what these books are like, and that's just what I set out to do. So I know that this first book we find uh, Alex and his cohorts in Brazil in the Amazon, and I read that the next book is going to be set in ancient China. Why don't you tell us a little bit more, because I know you have the entire series all planned out, right? I do. The second book is called All Under Heaven. And I love that title. It just rings to me, and it has to do with the first emperor of China who wanted to rule all under heaven. So in this story, Alex and Andrew are Shanghai and Macau and teleported to ancient China where Angel must search for them through time. The third story is called Secrets of the Crystal Skulls, and it also involves my ensemble cast as Alex, Andrew, and Angel, And this story is an alternative to the legend of Atlantis, with a sorcerer who has plans of his own for 13 crystal skulls. Now, I have written those three books. I'm doing research now for the fourth book, which is called The Black Horseman. And this story is set in Ireland and involves fairies and elves and legends from the other world. So I've always loved fairies and elves, so now I get to write about them. And that's part of the fun of writing, is because you get to actually delve deeper into the things that, that have interested a person in life. So then to finish very quickly, the fifth story is a prequel to the time in Egypt when Alex and Andrew first worked together. And in this story, they have to deal with dark magic, the occult, and the curse of a malevolent Egyptian god. And then the final story that I have planned, the sixth, in the Alex Cord Adventures, begins with teleportation to pre-Columbian Mexico, then time travel through the capitals of Europe to solve a supernatural mystery. That's a lot on your plate. It's a lot of different places to research. It's a lot of different times and histories to research. How do you do all that? What's your preferred method? Oh, that's the fun of it. First, I decide on a myth that interests me. Like I picked El Dorado because that's the one that's been with me the longest. And I wrote about that in a shadow way. And then when I decide on my story, I do the research for the background and history and, and what was happening in the culture at the particular time that, that I choose to write the story. And over the course of my life, I've been interested in science, archaeology, metaphysics, the world of magic, and quantum physics. So these are the elements I weave into my stories. And I also love your dedication at the beginning of the book, which is to everyone who loves a good read. Uh, I appreciate that. Books have always been a big part of my life, and there's nothing I love better than a good book that draws me in and captures my imagination. And and I'm sorry when the story's over. I'm I'm sorry, too. Well, we've been talking with Joan K. Lacey. The first book in the Alex Court series is A Shadow Away. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so happy we had this time together, Lisa. (laughs) 
that's our show for this week. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WCBS 880 Books for a look behind the scenes and to keep tabs on what we're working on. Next time, a debut novel told through the eyes of an eight-year-old living in the suburbs of Southern California in 1988.